Hey everybody, it's James here from Warpline and you're listening to the Launch Podcast. On this episode, I'm joined by Alex Minchin, the founder of digital marketing agency Zest Digital here in Oxfordshire. And we talk about a lot of things, um, but the main thing I really wanted to talk to Alex about was what it means to be an entrepreneur. Because like me, Alex identifies as an entrepreneur and I really wanted to delve in deep and unpack what that actually means. Is it an ability that we're born with? Is it a state of mind? Or is it just a job title that you kind of uh, give yourself? Um, So we talk a lot about that and Alex also shares his entrepreneurial journey and story with me um, going right back to the start where he was building websites uh, while he was at uni and making pretty good money from it um, and then how he got to where he is today running Zest Digital um, as well as another business as well. So it was a really interesting conversation. Hope you enjoy it. Let's get into it. I basically started with a computer when I was about 12 and then yeah. fell into kind of exploring things like SEO from like even like 13, 14. And then I started to make websites and, and I sold them. And then I changed from selling them to marketing to advertising revenue and affiliate revenue. And that was my first taste. So then sold, I sold my first website when I was 15 for like three grand, which was you know huge back then. Yeah. And that was just like, that was me done. That was like, now I know what I want to do. I went traveling, went to uni. Um, I never had a job through either of them because I had my websites and, um, and I was working on them. Um, and then after all of that, I then kind of, I jumped back into the real world. I said, right, I'm going to start a business. And I kind of, I kind of just floated along. Um, I didn't know what an invoice was. I didn't know what tax was. I didn't know how to sell. I just knew how to build websites and and get, get the ranking and um, get traffic to them and advertising revenue as a result. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I fell into it. Um, And then after that, I realized that I, I, I needed to go and get some experience and that's why I jumped into a job. And then after, after I was there, probably he, I can't even remember, maybe just under two years, two years, something like that. At the, at that point, things just weren't going faster for me. So from, from then it was like, that was always my plan was to go back in and back into running a business. Yeah. So that's, so that's when I decided when, and then the jump to actually to actually go for zest was um just a moment where i knew that i could do it better and i knew that there was a better way and it wasn't so much i knew i knew better than anyone else it was just more a case of like i wanted to move at my speed not at someone else's it was the blockages that came for whatever reason uh it, the, the blockages and like you know time scales that were put on things just weren't weren't for me and that's when i made the decision yeah when you when you were making the websites when you were like a teen like i guess you had a little mini business there like did you did you realize you had a business did you think that way or was it just something that you wanted to do i think uh i think it kind of a combination of both so it definitely started as something i just wanted to do wanted to learn and then i started to i started to, I, I don't even know i couldn't even tell you how i kind of landed into making money from it it was more like in those days it was so really old (laughs) in the early 2000s it was you know late like really around the 2000 time um it it was a lot easier so you'd have like 
cost you'd have like cpm models that would pay out you know fixed fee amounts for every thousand visitors yeah there was a lot less competition so you could then you could then drive loads of traffic there was a load of dodgy stuff so i got into like how do i fake traffic as well so nice. things like pop-ups and stuff that's how all that started so that's how i kind of got into it and fell into understanding for the first time that i could make money from it mm. uh, and and then you know i've i've always been i think i've always been quite business minded i've always i've i've always had an interest i did like for what it's worth business studies at, at you know as level and and um yeah but i never really progressed that because i don't know for what reason um but i always ha i have had like an interest in it in it since a very early age i'd say probably you know re realistically like 17 18 was when i really sort of understood okay i can i know how to do things that can create income and create revenue and that was then what I started to explore more. So my path changed at that point because I wasn't trying to find out what else I liked. I was trying to I was trying to find more about that one thing. And I think that that's been a real a real it's a you know it's a um it's a benefit. I was really lucky that I found what I wanted very early. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people don't get that. A lot of people kind of you know spend a lot of time figuring it out. Mm -hmm. Um and so I think I kind of had a little bit of a head start there. Yeah. Obviously, you know, you run on these websites, evidently making what I imagine is probably good money for a kid at uni, kind of going out drinking and stuff. Like, why why then decide to get a job? Like, did you feel like there were gaps in your knowledge that like you didn't, you were making all this money, but maybe you didn't know how to turn it into something? Yeah, yeah. So um, the main... The main thing was once I'd gone, so I went to, I went to, I went traveling and then I went to uh, university. So I went traveling quite young. I was 19. And then when I got back, I went, tra I went to university for three years straight away. So I kind of had the gap year, mm. the gap year thing. And during that time, whilst I was earning money through websites, I wasn't, I wasn't increasing my income. Mm. Uh, it was, it was more like maintenance and actually like decline over, over time. I didn't put the timing that um that you know i could have i guess but also then from that so the reason why i never got in I, my first business was all about what can i do and i felt i found there was a lot of isolation there mm. so building a portfolio of websites and building affiliate income and doing it over and over and over and over again mm. is is quite monotonous it's quite boring um you have to be, you know, I think, I think you don't necessarily have to be a certain type of person, but I felt like back then I had to be a type of person because yeah. I, I didn't understand things, for example, that I could get a team member on board to help yeah. me get bits that I don't like. I felt like I had to be in control of everything. Mm -hmm. um, and at, at one point, my portfolio was maybe 30 websites in, you know, in terms of size. Yeah. That's quite tricky to manage. It's quite it's like it gets a bit on top of you so um so when i when i came back from traveling i probably slimmed down to slimmed down to about i think i had about eight eight websites something like that the rest of it the rest i'd either sold or just they'd run out of money that they their income had just sort of waned and uh they needed like obviously investment and promotion to try and boost it that i wasn't prepared to give yeah so i came home and i was like right i've got a little bit of money but i wouldn't call it a full-time income 
Um, yeah. It definitely wasn't a full-time income. So that was when I said, okay, well, why don't I make a go of it with the agency side of things? Mm. Uh, because I like working as part of a team. Um, I did graphic design at uni. I love design. I love understanding. I love design, but I don't, I'm not like an artist. I like the, I like things like functional. How does it, how, like, how, like user experience, but even before user experience was like a term. Yeah. I love that kind of, how do I get someone from A to B or how does, how does someone, why does someone go from here to here? You know, working very much on like a, a grid system and, and that side of it. Also working, working as part of a team that, that was important for me. Um, and that's why I kind of, I guess, merged the two say, well, now I'll go uh, that now I'll start doing kind of uh, now I'll try building a small agency. Mm. And that's when it, um, that's when I re soon realized that actually I didn't have a business. I had, I had like, you know, my, my family's friends and family and my, my dad's friends at the pub, like, you know, literally using me for cheap labor or just doing me a favor, both of which were okay at the time because, you know, you need that. Yeah. Um, but I didn't have a, there was no source of it. There was no like pipeline there. There was no regeneration there at all. And when that ran out, that's when I was like, okay, I don't understand this enough. And, and that's when I made the decision to go and learn, to go yeah. and learn. It. Uh, yeah. And then the point, the point when I then jumped back. So the goal was always to do my own thing, but I know I needed that. I needed to learn those other bits from someone else. Yeah. The bit where when I when I then jumped back into um, creating an agency, the that was when I knew I ticked all the boxes. So mm -hmm. I'd I, I was going to sales meetings. I was doing the pitching. I was doing the proposals. I was doing the strategy. I was running the campaigns. The only thing I wasn't doing was getting the signature. I wasn't or or, or sending the invoice. You know that when I got to that point, I was like, okay, I understand everything now. I just I only these things I don't understand, and I'm capable. You know, I'm okay with that. I can learn that bit. Yeah. It sounds like you had a very like clear, like plan. Like, did you know when you went into that job, did you have like a conscious list in your mind of once I know X, Y, and Z, that's when I'm going to be ready. Or was it more like a gut feeling? Like what was it? Uh, I think more, more gut feeling. Um, I was definitely through, through that time, things like, books and audio not so much audiobooks then but books i would i'd read you know i've read so many books over the years and my choice of book i would never read like a harry potter yeah. um, i i love harry potter and i i like the i like the movies the films but i just don't have that my brain doesn't work that way i don't i can't i can't get engrossed in a book mm. i just don't find it stimulating enough so for me i would always read even when I was a kid, I'd read encyclopedias. I'd read like, not, not, not like just text. I'd read things like the encyclopedia of deep sea ocean. And then I'd read that and be really interested. I was into Greek mythology and all sorts of things, but it was all real. And the same kind of translated as I grew up, that was the same. I was reading books about design concepts uh, and then websites, analytics, you know, even like into kind of business, the business side, some of the classic books. Yeah. And some of those, I think, helped me to, when, when I was, so kind of two things going on. One, I'm at work doing my thing, but I don't think I ever thought, right, I've got a checklist of things I need to do. At the same time, I was also 
absorbing a lot of information and learning. And I think my confidence was building yeah. through reading books like, you know, Think and Grow Rich and uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad and like some of the real, the real, real classics that really sort of inspired me. And then I think those two must have come to a head at some point, along with the the kind of catalyst, which was literally I wanted to get some things in place and it, it just didn't happen. It was like come back in six months. Yeah. So yeah. That, that was kind of where that was like the that was literally the the, the the point where all of those things kind of collided and I made that jump. Yeah. And then did, did, when you started Zest, was it just you or did you instantly start with like a, a founder or a team? Uh, yeah, so it was so it was just it was just me. Mm. Um, but what I I had I had a client with our old, the old agency that I was with, and th that relationship was mine. Like I did everything. I did I, I got from nowhere to somewhere. Um, I did all the communication, all the account management, the rest of it. Uh, and I when I when I when I mentioned to uh, to them that you know I was leaving. They were like, no, you can't. Like, not, not no, you can't, but like, we can't, you know, you need to come and work for me. Yeah. I was like, I can't. I, I don't want that. I like, I want to, I'm doing my own thing. Yeah. And so, so that's, so he was like, right, I'll be your first client, but I will also mentor you um, at the same time. Mm -hmm. So they took a stake in the business um, at the very start. And it, uh, but but it also gave me the guarantee of like I had my first client, and yeah. you know I could I didn't have to sort of, you know, wake up one day, no money coming in. I had that kind of security. And then my boss, my boss, um, at the time, you know, was was really good as well. They knew that okay, I was moving on. I think they they did see it coming, and they knew they didn't have that relationship, so that client would have left anyway. Yeah. So so that was really they 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 were amazing because they said, okay, well, look, take, you take the client. It's no problem. And in return, I did consultancy for them so that the notice period was like a month, but they weren't anywhere near ready after that month. So it was a really nice kind of exchange where I said, look, I'm not going to leave you high and dry, mm. but at the same time, you will let me take this client. So it worked out really, really well. So that, that was um, a good starting point. And then, Effectively, I was uh, eleven months in before I took on my first person. Mm. That's and when I generated enough to to warrant it. Yeah, and when you when you kind of you know you, you took that client with you, you set up Zest. Did you feel like did you feel like a business owner at that point, or did you feel like a freelancer? Like, how where, where was your mind then? Like, were you running a business? Did you have a job? Like. Yeah, so <clears throat> it's a really good question. So um, I got told something a long time ago, which has always stuck with me. Mm. And it's, it was a question that I was asked, and it was, do you want a business or do you want a lifestyle? Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I kind of want both, you know, like, why do I have to choose? And the person said, you have to choose because they're two, they're two different things. So a lifestyle is where you build the business to work around you. So if you want to go and play golf on a Thursday afternoon, you play golf on a Thursday afternoon. You build it so that it 
rotates, the entire thing rotates around your needs and wants and desires. And a business is where you are building everything external to your needs, wants and desires. So you always have to think about systems. You always have to think about processes. You have to make sure that eventually that business does not need to work without you because one can be sold. A business can be sold. A business can be removed from a lifestyle business can't as such, but you get all the benefits early on and you get that, that quality of life, you know, that, that, that much easier, I guess. So I had that in me from the start. And so therefore my, my, I've always viewed Zest as a business. Yeah. I've always delivered i've always uh delivered things that have clear systems and processes in place as as much as i can you know making sure that things can work not necessarily without me but things can work without anyone so that no key people are involved if you know if at any point and people do move on it has to be about the business continuity without that person So there's another really good quote that I always live by, which is businesses are run by systems. People run the systems Mm -hmm. and then the business takes care of the people. Right. So if you think about it, the systems are my job as much as possible. That's what, that's where my, that's where my love has now evolved to over time is as I've stepped away from being good at SEO and, you know, building websites and doing all those little bits. Um, you know, I still keep a keen en- interest in it, and I'm I'm always like one ear to the ground. But if it came to it, you know, I'd have to. I'd be a bit. I'd be rusty for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But every now and again, I'll jump in. So if someone says, you know, oh, we need to do this, I'll, I'll try and be involved in it just so I can still mm-hmm. kind of maintain. Um, I enjoy it. To be honest, it's it's enjoyment for me. But since I moved away from that side of things, like the more the, the actual tactical side, I've now my love is around designing systems. I love I love designing the the thing that's going to solve the problem. Yeah. And then now my my kind of core focus is like learning how to then delegate that properly. So I've never been a finisher. I, I start stuff very easily. I love starting new things. I love starting things. But seeing things through to to a point of completion is hard work for me if it's a big project. Yeah, um, and that's where that's where then obviously I need to hire people that that love that feeling of accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, the delegation thing now is is really sort of understanding how how do I do that more effectively? Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm kind of jumping the gun a little bit, but do you? Do you consider yourself like, do you consider yourself a business owner or do you consider yourself an entrepreneur? And how would you define the difference? Or is there a difference? Yeah, yeah good. Really, oh, that's, a good, that's a really good question. I would, I would, I would describe myself as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is one, I love new things. I love, I love like, I love solving problems and I'm not afraid to change in order to solve new problems. So if you look at Zest years ago, we did SEO. Mm-hmm. Um, then we did SEO and web design. Uh, then we started doing social. And then we kind of like, we, we've, then we started doing like email marketing, 
And then we pulled away from email marketing and, and pulled away from social, got back to SEA, got back to web design, started doing PVC. Yeah. So all this time been sort of molding along with like, uh, I guess, molding to the needs and the kind of the, the, the market. Mm-hmm. I say the market as in that's my job is focusing on what do I think is going to solve the problem best for clients. So even now we're shifting you know, more, um, can't say too much at the minute, but we're changing, you know, still away from like things like SEO and PVC and you know, web design as I don't want to be known for that. I find that incredibly boring. Yeah. It's too like catchall. Um, so what are we now? And that's what I'm working on is that, that shift, which, you know, which we're, which we're starting now during this time period, because, because yeah. we've got a chance to do the, the other side is that, you know, I do run, uh, other businesses so last year you know we take, took a big risk i think i think that's another thing risk taking is a big part and a big difference between an entrepreneur and a, and a business owner so last year we bought we bought moved into this house um this house is you know way beyond what like it's way beyond what i thought i would get to at this point mm-hmm. but at the same time i had to see further than what it was in order to make that decision for me so what I mean by that is there was like, we, we rent a cottage out. So we've got our house, we've got a lovely house, lovely garden, and we've got a cottage at the back, which we've done up. Um, we spent about 10,000 pounds on it last year, doing it really nice. And we've, yeah, that's a fully running business. Now we should be doing like 18 to 20 K of revenue through that, through that. Obviously this year is going to be a bit different, Yeah. but we're doing, you know, we we've got it rented out. So actually like, I don't know if you can put this, uh, use this video, but someone's someone's arriving on the third of April for six weeks, and they're mm-hmm. they're a semi-famous singer-songwriter from London who are basically mm-hmm. literally iso- isolating themselves away, yeah, I guess to write music, mm-hmm. and and then on top of that, we're doing we do treatments and food, mm-hmm. so that's the main differentiator for us yeah. is that we've got this like lu- kind of boutique luxury cottage that yeah. also offers the option for things like uh, facials, massages through Becky, that's what her profession is, yeah. uh, and and then cooking as well, which is a passion of both mine and Becky's. Yeah. We have uh, cooking as a, as a thing for when available. So yeah. we, we, put, you know, we put hours outside of Zest as well. And, you know, and, and, and also then the risk part of it was, you know, we still have our old house as well, which mm-hmm. we were potentially going to rent. Now that's not happening. We, we're selling that because it, it just isn't, it isn't that rentable for, it isn't that rentable when compared to the, uh, the risk yeah. of it being an older property, mm-hmm. um, needing a lot of work. There's not a lot of margin in it for, you know, if anything goes wrong, yeah. that would be the profit gone for the year. So, so we're, we're, we're selling that in, in the process of selling that at the moment. Yeah, and then and then I guess outside of Zest as well. So as I'm sort of not stepping back at, at all, but yeah. like I moved to four days a week last July, and I've maintained that except right now I am. Yeah. Back in. Uh, yeah. But I de- I've I've I did that with success for you know for and I will go back to it. Yeah. Um, and that late that allowed me to really think about other projects and other things that I want to be doing. So similar to you of the media stuff, I've got, you know, two or three projects lined up that are 
uh, one step removed from Zest, but yeah. still very much linked as well. Um, yeah. And 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 I think that's the difference with the entrepreneur and business owner thing. Yeah. I feel, and I might be, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not saying I'm right or wrong, but I would say an entrepreneur is more willing to start and create things and take more risks mm-hmm. um, and to balance more risk. Mm-hmm. And I guess like for me, it's like solving, it's seeing, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's really difficult to explain. It's, um, it's seeing problems and then thinking creatively to solve those problems but picking the right battles at the same time. Whereas I see a business owner as someone who goes in um, and there's no one's better than the other. It's mm-hmm. someone who goes in, sees, sees a market opportunity um, that's more predictable. So yeah. I would say like, you know, I'm going to open up a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Cool. Then they go into the coffee shop and they open a coffee shop and they deliver that coffee for 20 years. Yeah, yeah. Nothing really changes. They never get another branch. Maybe they do. Maybe they run the odd festival. Yeah. But they never really change from what they started out as. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I would say for me the difference is. Yeah. I think having almost, almost looking for other opportunities whilst keeping one your main thing kind of going. I think so. I think I think the definition in some regards has to be like it doesn't necessarily have to be like starting multiple things, but I think that is a big part of it. Yeah. Um, and I think the other side is the, the other side of the coin is, okay, if you're not solving, if you're not doing more things, you're solving a big problem or you're solving a problem early. Yeah. You know, whereas I think if you said, if someone said, Oh, I'm going to create an app that does this, this, and this hasn't been done before. That's entrepreneurial. If someone said, I'm going to, I'm going to open up a hairdressers. Mm. that's not entrepreneurial that's that's yeah. opening up a business and creating a business yeah. um now you can do entrepreneurial things within that and i think that comes down to the creativity of that person so if someone said you know we're going to do we're going to run like monthly prosecco events to get all of our clients in and we're going to get like a load of like boutique jewelers and stuff to come in as well and we're all going to collaborate and that's entrepreneurial thinking mm that takes it outside of being a business owner. Do you, do you feel like kind of being an entrepreneur, do you think it's something that you're born, like something that you're born with that's in you, or do you think it's something that you kind of develop into? Like if, if, if the internet wasn't around when you were younger and you couldn't build websites, do you think you would have had the passion and the drive to start a business and end up where you are or do you think you would have gone down the normal route and you know got a job or like do you think you were always born with that or do you think mm. where your life panned out kind of has evolved you into who you are i think there are characteristics that you can be born with that make it easier mm. um like anything you know yeah. if you're if you're born six foot five you're going to be, you're going to have a better time being a basketball player than someone like me. So I think there are traits that, that can definitely help. Um, but I think most of it is kind of a series of choices along, along the way. Uh, and the things that you kind of, the areas that you look to develop. Yeah. Um, and the choices you make around developing those things and, and some, uh, you know, some of the sacrifices, I think like there are, 
I wouldn't say, you know, it's not all sacrifice and like, you know, grind and all this stuff. Like, but yeah, there is an element of that, but it's, it's things like I wouldn't watch reality TV. I, you know, I, I've, I've watched more reality TV in the last two years than I've ever watched ever because, because one, it's better quality. Some of it's like guilty pleasure, but you know, I'm also compromising. So even my part, even, you know, my partner, Becky, she doesn't really like reality TV much either, but mm -hmm. yeah, we, we watch like love is blind, for example, you yeah. know, stuck into it. Yeah. But aside from that, I would never watch like Love Island. I wouldn't watch all these other things because yeah. I just don't see it as having any value on my life whatsoever. Yeah. So where, whilst that was happening and whilst people make those choices, I would be reading a book. I'd be learning. I'd be modeling out businesses. And, you know, I'm not even just web stuff. Like I regularly try and solve other business problems just to keep like just to keep my mind really engaged. Yeah. So I read a book called How to Make a Million Before Lunch, which is quite an old book by a lady called Rachel, someone who, who was a, she was a, a writer and it was all about boring businesses. So it was all about, it wasn't literally How to Make a Million Before Lunch. It was all about building a business that's worth something that you sell and it sells really easily because it's such a boring, stable business. And that's one of my, that's one of the books I always remember where it's like, well, what, you know, actually, could I make a cleaning business? And could I, you know, now I guess starting from that, could I automate a lot? Yeah. Could I do it differently? So I think, I don't know whether having those thoughts is something you're born with and like being that way inclined to think about those things or whether it's because I've just done it for so long and develop such a passion for it that it's my like it's my natural it's my natural kind of um perspective on things now so yeah. walking past something i'll be like oh why didn't they do this you know and i think a lot of business owners or entrepreneurs do the same thing i'd mm -hmm. say more entrepreneurs than business owners because i think a business owner would just walk by and yeah. if i if i was the owner of a coffee shop and saw a coffee shop i'd probably say oh like that's if they've got some really nice stools, I'll, I'll have a look at those and see if I can find some for my coffee shop back back home. I think an entrepreneur will walk past that same coffee shop being in a field that's totally unrelated and get interested by the nuances that are there yeah. and saying, well, why, why aren't they using loyalty cards or why don't they upsell the gingerbread man with the, with the latte? Like, I think those questions come. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, it's, a, it's, it's the, it's the age-old question, isn't yeah, it? It is. It is. One thing that I'm also curious about is you meant you mentioned earlier, obviously, like you like solving problems and you enjoy kind of trying to figure stuff out. But I think there's also this notion that entrepreneurs are just in it for the money. Like, is there? What, do you think are entrepreneurs like driven by money, or are they driven by solving problems and doing things or do you think it's a combination of the two like because i guess you've got people like i guess elon musk who on on the surface and it might be a pr kind of persona but on the surface he looks like he's trying to solve problems all the time and he's not he's, he doesn't appear to be very money focused is there a correlation between entrepreneurs and money? like mm. I'm I, uh, I don't think there. I, I, I mean, I think there is a correlation. I think there is its value at the end of the day. Like you wouldn't, 
but I don't think it's necessarily the biggest driver. Yeah. Because I would challenge anyone to go and be an entrepreneur from, you know, from with not a lot. And yeah. there's a lot easier ways to make money a lot faster. Yeah. And with a hell of a lot less risk. Yeah. Than going into something. So I don't believe that I don't believe that's a strong argument a lot of the time because it's kind of the overnight success thing, isn't it? It's where yeah. people say, oh, like you you must be doing really well and got got really lucky. Or and you're thinking, well, actually, like it's taken me ten years to build mm-hmm. everything, and and the same for you. You know, like you've gone through the ups and the downs, and get to a point where, on the surface of it, now you're kind of like now you've got all these things, or or you or you've yeah. got nice holidays. Yeah. But I think those are more that you've sacrificed so much leading up to that point that your value is now at a certain point where you can extract that value you can extract that back so you're almost like sometimes it feels like you're making up for mm-hmm. you know being being the the person who you know started out with with not a lot and you're trying to build your business and also the other side of it is that even even where you are getting paid relatively you know i guess more than an employee i think there are other things that are, need to be considered as well so you are holding all the risk mm-hmm. you know you are really really taking all the risk it's it's not it's not an someone loses a job they don't lose a house no 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 yeah, it, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot more at stake and i think that's where the whole risk thing and the balancing of risk comes in and there's also the time, the time element as well. You know, how much time are you spending? Mm-hmm. I know when I was, I know as I've been building Zest and, you know, uh, like definitely sort of year must be, you know, maybe the first ten, like nine years, eight years. It's only very recently where I've, where I've had the op- option of choosing to work a little bit less. Yeah. At the same time, I'm not working any less. I'm, I'm literally just shifting my focus. So all I'm doing is saying, I work four day four day weeks because I want to be I want to protect that time. That time is sacred for me. So yeah. rather than saying I work from home, I'm still available. Mm. I'm I'm totally off balance. Don't don't ruin my holiday. Don't yeah. get me on my day off because then it gives me an opportunity to really focus deeply without with knowing that I'm not going to get disturbed or knowing that I don't have any questions waiting because I know they can wait. Any questions that come on a Friday can wait till Monday. Yeah. or don't ask them at all yeah you know that and that's kind of the that's kind of the rule mm-hmm. so is is it money orientated i think um i think there's i think it'd be wrong to say that there's no part it plays no part i think you could definitely find examples where it really doesn't yeah but i don't think it is i i don't think it's so far removed from the passion in the other bits i think you know like you know, it's like you, you and I, like, you know, what we would run agencies and media companies if you wanted to make money. Like, <laughs> you, can do, you can do it and you can you can earn really good money from it. Yeah. But there's a hundred, there's, you know, there's 10 other industries that you go in to, to make, you know, way, way, way more money, much more quickly, but they're boring. And yeah. they're, not, they're not for me. You know, that's not something I would want to do. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's how I kind of see it. I, yeah. I think I think I think it'd be wrong to say it wasn't a part of it. I mean, that is at the end of the day, we we all have to, we all have, you know, we all have our our goals, ambitions, and things. And I think money is a, an enabler for those things, yeah. and therefore, even if you don't, if you even if you're not necessarily driven, 
you you require that to enable the rest of it and therefore yeah. it automatically becomes something that you then focus on a little bit more yeah there's this thought as well around like um this idea of like making it like do you because you've you know you're able to work or you you've chosen to work four days a week as est and free up some more time like do you feel like do you feel like you've made it or do you feel like now you're just in a next stage and you're gonna protect zest but go after the next thing like is there such a thing as like making it uh i think i definitely don't feel like i've made it i feel like i i like to look at i like to look at my my life in chapters mm. um and i think i kind of yeah i've always i've i think i've i've always for a long time i've thought of them in sort of you know decade you know 20s yeah um building my tw- you know 20s were fun 20s were like you know start my 20s were where you know as any young 20 year old is like lots of going out lots of partying lots of socializing uni also trying to juggle the web stuff and then starting zest so it was a very much like finding myself and trying to have as much fun as possible and mm-hmm. and that is definitely a a strength and advantage when you see like younger people come to any market they have that yeah. they got they got nothing to lose they're they're like full of like just optimism and and you know like there's all the things that are unknown mm-hmm. and i remember being in my 20s and seeing like uh speaking to to a guy's good um he's so he's a funny guy but uh really successful and i remember being at this point in zest where i was like oh and I, this guy's like my my new guy's just like not not doing anything like he just he was an account manager that just didn't want to pick up the phone right um and i and i was just like oh, i don't know you know i need to i might need to get i might need to sack this guy and i've never done that before i've never done that before um yeah. and so that was a scary thing for me so i had anyway i brought it up we have a conversation and he was like yeah just sack him <laughs> like you know it's like nothing yeah and i remember thinking god like you're so cold like yeah you know you're so you're you're so cutthroat and um and then and then as that time sort of went on like you learn those things you learn the not so pretty things of running a business you know legal battles or yeah chasing payments and you know like um people trying to screw you over and you know all all the rest of it all the things that you that you battle yeah so i think then you know for me I definitely haven't made it like I'm, I'm 33. So I can't imagine Mm. making it and not having to do anything. If you were going by that as meaning making it for me, it's now, well, I'm okay. I'm 33. What's my next chapter? Like, you know, I'd say like, I I, would, I say like the thirties, I'd say like I'm in that chapter now. I think Mm. I've worked the last three years to get to this point. And now I'm ready to then give the next 10 years and what does that look like? And I think what it what it looks like is um, trying to make trying to trying to to continue with zest because there's still loads to achieve with it, but also trying to then build up my leadership team so that I I, I don't have to just be in it again for another ten years because I think I do believe in fatigue. Yeah, I do believe that 
uh, after time, uh, after a certain amount of time, you you naturally get a fatigue of just working so hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you miss things, and like I don't think I'm I'm not there yet. I know I'm not there for sure, but I know it, I know it will come. You yeah. Know, I ask my I ask myself like, okay, if I'm doing this in ten years, if I'm still here, would I be happy? Yeah. And I don't I don't think I don't think I could say yes without adding anything else to the mix or, yeah. or changing it in some way. And the other problem, of course, is that if you, if I then change it it's no longer what it's set out to be. Mm -hmm. um, it will lose its, it will lose its uh, kind of core. Um, yeah. And so, so for me, that's like my project now is to, is to maintain the leadership, leadership side of saying, okay, well, this is where we need to, this is where we need to be. This is what we need to achieve. This is the path we're going to get. We're going to try and get there, but also bringing in more team members to say, look, this is your journey as well. Mm. And you have these opportunities that I've had, but in order to get those opportunities, you need to give me, you need to make sure that I'm no longer doing these things. Yeah. And that's a conversation I have quite regularly with my team is saying, you what can you take off my desk? Yeah. What responsibility do you take away from me? And, mm -hmm. and that's, that's been really valuable because that's allowed other people to step up and it's allowed me to, to buy more time or get more time back. To now focus on the next on the next things, um, and I and and so I keep waffling on. But the 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 other bit from that is okay. So I've done it. I've done bits now. I've still got lots to do. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, my next what's my next chapter? And I think one of my chapters at some point is to is to give back and it's to look at things like how can I help others? What can I do? What what can I? So I I kind of see Zest as a little bit of a project in a way. Um, now it wasn't never like that, but obviously I see it as like a, a thing. Mm. And now I spend a lot of time thinking about, well, what are all the bits within that thing that make, that make it. Yeah. And all the bits I've had to learn, all the bits I've had to change and all the things that I've had to go through in order to get to this point. Mm -hmm. How do I take that and almost package it, uh, productize it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, whether that's a course or whether that's consultancy, I don't know. Um, but how do I allow someone to to build this? Yeah. Um, and and that's so that's one that's one arm. Um, the other bit is looking at whether I can take the things we've built within Zest and explore them a little bit more. So, you know, whether that's like the way we do things, the method, the framework, the the systems, the processes, the policies, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Can it be translated across industry? Is there another use for it? Yeah. Uh, so they're, they're kind of things that, yeah, they're things that are kind of I see in my next chapter. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Launch Podcast and special thanks to Alex Minchin for joining me today. If you're looking for more tips, tricks and insight into all things marketing, sales, business, entrepreneurship, mindset, or creativity, then head over to the launchpad on www.warpline.co.uk forward slash launchpad. And I will see you on the next one. See you later.